Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and whatever your questions or comments are, I'm going to respond to them today, especially the good ones. So get ready for it. And good morning, everybody. Thank you all for coming. A couple things. They had the women's march yesterday. You hear about that? But I have no idea what happened yet. I didn't watch it. I didn't go to it or anything. So I don't know what happened. I do know that the president tweeted out something like, uh, it's, it's nice. What did he say about the march thing? Beautiful day out there. Go celebrate the success the country had in or something. Let, give it to Urban since you're already there. He said it was a beautiful day in Washington, D.C. And he's so happy to see all these women come out to celebrate all the great things he's done for the country. <laughs> Cut back on taxes. Okay. So I want to, my question is, what is faith? That was my biblical question for this week. And I want to get to that. And also I want to, uh, what else? Okay. That's what I want to deal with today. Unless you have questions or something you want to ask me before I get rolling. Because i like for you to come with uh, questions or testimonies or something where I just don't preach at you all the time. Because one of the reasons you're here is that you've gone to those other churches and all they did was read the Bible, quote the Bible, preach at you, sing you home. And years go by, you have the same problems. Not really overcoming so anybody have anything? Yes, ma'am. Wait for the mic there. I went to a funeral. A funeral? My, my niece's funeral yesterday, one of them. Oh, okay. And I realized uh, in the funeral how sick all my family is. I mean, there, there's a lot of mental people. A lot of mental? Mental people. Young, too. Yeah. And, uh, and I had this niece that was there, and she was drunk. Drunk at the funeral? At the funeral. And Ambrosia was there. Remember, I brought her a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Ambrosia was there. And she hates Ambrosia because Ambrosia is from a third man. With a, you know, her mother yeah. had kids, three Amen. And her mother used to favor those kids. So she was. Uh, Put my here. You holding it up oh, to God? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> she keep going outside, and and I think she was taking a drink every little while, and then she would come in, and she would go straight to Ambrosia and pull her hair, and 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 uh, be real cruel to Ambrosia. Amazing. And. Uh, uh, she keep coming to me and kissing me and getting my, my wig all full of whatever. And I had to be strong with her and tell her, stop it. You know? <laughs> she wouldn't stop. So you guys had a good time at the funeral. Well, I didn't want to go like for that reason. But I did go because I, that, my, that niece uh, had just a few kids and, and they're... Uh. She took them yeah, away. The family lives are messed up nowadays. That's Very for sure. Fa- and, and All in I, the name of Jesus. And so I tried to talk to her older son uh, to tell her that there was answers because he was sounding like he wanted to know, you know. How old is he? He's 40. Wow. And, and never been married. He, he has two cats. 
And I asked him, how, how come you didn't get married? You're just too much trouble. <laughs> and so, anyway, yeah. what happened was that he, um, I started to tell him because he wanted to know things about, there are answers and there are places to go that will tell you the truth. And uh, he, he was listening and he took that information <coughs> down and he wanted to find out more about it. Would you like some water? Uh, Robert, get him a water, please. He'll get you water. But Jesse, when I started talking to him about things that I heard, maybe I don't know them deeply right. enough. Right. Because after I started sharing with him and he was listening very intensely, you know, I, I started getting anxiety. Oh, and you I, did? Yeah, I did. And I was wondering why... I think I had saturated a little bit. <coughs> had you gotten upset at the funeral or the other people? No, I didn't get upset. Oh, uh-uh. that's amazing. Yeah, but I was wondering why. All that hell in you, that's why. Yeah, I know that, but. Uh, but I, it's no big deal, though. It's no big deal? No. Don't make it a big deal. But maybe I shouldn't speak up. That's what I was thinking. No, don't be thinking that. No? No. If the answer is not given to you, don't come up with any answers. Okay, because it just came out of me. Right. You know? No problem at all. And, uh, and when I so left... So don't make it a big deal. When I left, I said, maybe I shouldn't come. <laughs> That's a big old thing going on. <laughs> no, feelings can be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask, do you know what faith is if we're talking about faith? Do you know well, what I it is? I don't know what I hear other people say. Right, but you don't really personally know what I, it is. No, I don't. I, I had an experience. I don't know if that's faith. I, when I got divorced, that everybody thought I was going to uh, lose a case because I'm in kind of the situation. And uh, what happened, it turned around and came in my favor. Everything. But before it's I went always to, goes in a woman's favor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, when when I left, I wasn't expecting anything. Right. You know, I was just as whatever you will, and everything that's right. turned good for me. Okay. Um, so that's what I think is faith. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. And what is faith? Do you, no, first of all, do you know what it is? I, I, I do know that. Uh, I do know that I tend to fight it. Um, you fight faith. Yeah, I do. Because, How do you fight faith? Well, with knowledge and anger. Oh, and so what is faith? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. So I, how do I you have, know you're fighting it? Well, uh, because there are times when um, I'm, I'm, I sense that I should just sit back and be quiet about something. And instead, I want to uh, learn more about what I should be doing. Oh, I you see. Know, there's a sense, um, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to call this, but you can fill your brain with knowledge so you feel relaxed about what you got to face. Right. <laughs> then when you're there, you go, it's not doing me much good. Okay. I, I, I look at it that way. So uh, there are times when I've used it and when I've, when I've experienced um, um, faith, um, and it tends to be uh, moments when I just don't know what to do and things kind of go in the direction that they should, whether it's for me or not. Right. It seems to be irrelevant, so I've done that, but it's sort of a... Anyway, I don't really know. Oh, okay. Who knows what faith is? You know what faith is? Right here. And the rest of you don't know what faith is. Interesting. 
uh, yeah. I think it's like a, a lack of worrying. Like I'm looking at my life right now. I have like important dates approaching at work with a family member and everything, but um, anxiety is nowhere to be found. I don't know what's going to happen, how are things going to turn out, but that uh, I'm just not worried about it. And it's just uh, anxiety is outside of my body and outside of my mind, nowhere to be found. And it's like um, um, sometimes it feels irresponsible. I'm like, why am I not even worried about it? But I'm th- I know it's fate in a sense that uh, the hope there is that everything will turn out it's good because um, I don't even know what to hope for, how would things uh, should turn out for me because I don't know what's best for me. Right. So all that responsibility is like dropped out of, you know, like uh, there's nothing I hope and I pray for because it just, the, okay. the faith to me is like just le- lack of worry basically. Okay. Yes. For me, I believe that faith is not needing to control things, that you can relax in it and say, whatever needs to happen is going to happen, and I'm going to be able to handle whatever that is. And sometimes it's not what I want it to be. So when I, when I think about things and, and think I have to control it, I'm going to control it in a way that's going to be best for me. But right. I don't know what's best for me. Right. And so sometimes I need to learn a lesson. And learning the lesson may mean that whatever's going to happen is not going to be great, but I will learn from it. And so um, and I've learned to pray to accept the things that I need to go through right and learn from them and not always be trying to control so people will like people will say put us in your prayers and pray that this is going to happen and it's like i honestly don't know if that's the best thing for you i'll pray for you that you can um that what you need to learn you will learn what needs to happen right whatever god's will is whatever god's will is that's the thing for you know that's what i pray for and that you'll be able to uh, get the strength you need to go through it. That's right. But I don't pray that somebody's going to get a job or get a car or whatever because that may not be what God's will is. I know is. they may get a car and then they get killed. They right. kill themselves and now you're to blame. <laughs> <laughs> because you prayed up a car. <laughs> right. Right. Good point. Real good point. Yes, you are. So, Ed, I have this for you now. When you get out of control... Oh, I thought I was supposed to use it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> and now I won't. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, one of the callers called in to your show during the week and said something that kind of makes sense to where uh, I agreed with was a lot of people think that when you have faith, it's more of a hope thing or you they kind of hope that that's going to happen or it's going to work out or whatever. Right. And they think that that's faith. And then the caller was saying that faith is knowing that asking for something and knowing you're going to receive it, whatever that may be. So I think faith is more knowing opposed to hoping. Uh, well, hope is faith. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Hope is faith. But is it like hoping that, but it doesn't that kind of give room for doubt, though, if you kind of No, it's not, it's not hope that you have in that fallen state. 
you know, when the lottery thing goes up to $8 million, you run out and buy truckloads of tickets and you're hoping to win. Uh, it's not like that kind of hope. All right. Um, faith is uh, not doubting. When you don't have any doubt at all, you have faith. And what I want to do first is I got a note from a person who emailed me and he said, I finally got it. And so I want James to read that to you. And this is what faith is. It's so nice is what faith is. This was actually on one of your YouTube videos, a comment. Oh, okay. As Kata said, okay, I think I just had a revelation. So you were born, you don't think about being born. You are growing up, you don't think about growing up. You start going through situations and experiences. A lot of times. You start going through situations and experiences in life. You don't think about wanting to go into those situations. You realize you have to start taking care of yourself. You don't think about, I should, be take, should I take care of myself? You, get, you go to work and you do things because it requires it of you in this life. You don't think about, should I go get a job so I can eat and live? And that's what faith is. It's just that simple. What happens is, faith is not doubting. So when you have doubt, when you are a person who doubt, and all human beings in that fallen state, Live by doubt and not by faith. You can't help it because Satan is your father and he is a doubter. He's a liar. He is a deceiver. And so when you have doubt, you feel worried about things. You feel uh, you beget, you become depressed. Uh, you know, you, be, you feel anxiety. You feel doubtful that things are going to work out. So you try to make them work yourself. You feel uh, the need for love. You feel the need to judge a fellow man. You know, all of that comes from doubt. And so you can feel doubt. You can feel the spirit of doubt. But when you have no doubt, you have nothing there. Because you cannot feel faith at all. There's no feeling that comes with faith, right? Meaning that there's no doubt, no worries, no insecurities, no suicidal thoughts, no depression, no nothing when you have faith. And so, but the, when that, what happens is when you overcome doubt, then you it's paradise on earth. And you just live your life without thinking about living. And you just do what's in front of you to do without thinking about doing it. And you just deal with issues without thinking about dealing with issues. And it's natural. It is amazing. Absolutely. You know, I was telling, uh, it's exactly what you were saying, and I was telling James this morning during our meeting, that uh, it's weird living without doubt. Because it's almost like, it's like, let's say you don't know how to swim, and so you jump into the water, and you just start swimming without thinking about it, Right? You're in the middle of the pool. Now you think about, hey, I'm swimming. And the moment you think about it, you sink. Well, faith is like, and so faith is like not having to think about it. And if you notice in life, when you think about it, you sink. You start to doubt it. You wonder about it. And it works. Well, faith don't have any of that. You're just, it's like peace. You're free of everything. And you find yourself just living 
And you're like, wow, this is so nice. And the moment you recognize that it's nice, then saints start talking to you and make you doubt. But if you just live and don't get into any uh, talk about it or thinking about it, it's amazing how life is. And another thing I realized about faith is that when you're just living without faith, I mean, without doubt, there's nothing else that exists but whatever is in front of you. And so because of that, there's nothing to worry about, nothing to think about, no nothing, because right in the very moment where faith is, which is where God is, you, everything is fine. You're dealing with everything perfectly without having to even think about it. So you got to overcome the doubt. You can't make yourself have faith, but when you overcome the doubt, then you have faith. And there's nothing that you can taste, feel, or touch. It's just something you live by. And it's so amazing to live by faith. But you got to get over the doubt. And the Bible says something like faith is the things hoped for, but the evidence are not seen or something like that, right? Uh, and those are, those are words because that's what it is, but the spirit of it is what, what we're supposed to come to. We're supposed to come to the spirit of faith, our total belief in God. And here's how you come to it. It's so interesting. Should I tell you or have you guys tell me? Which is best? I tell you. That's amazing. There is a story in the Bible about a guy, a son who left home. He thought that life would be better if he left his father, went out and did his thing. Yeah, the prodigal son. Remember that? And so he's like, you know what? This is too good at home. I'm tired of my father telling me what to do. I don't need his example anymore. I'm going to go and do my own thing. And so he walked away from his father. And when he walked away from his father... A motorcycle went by with a lot of noise. And, but when he walked away from his father, he walked into doubt. He walked into a dark world. And in that dark world, he ended up in the pig pen because he didn't, he, he didn't have the mind of his father anymore. He had the mind of the doubter. And so everything he did turned out wrong because he no longer had the, had the faith. But the father let him go out and do it. You know, he let him go out and have it rough, have it hard, so he could realize what his relationship was like when he was with the father. So the boy is out there doing his thing, and he finally realized, I had it better with my father. And he returned back to the father. The father saw him coming, and he was like, hey, kill the calf. Here come Leroy. His son's name was Leroy. Um, and Leroy returned to the father, and then he, he began to believe in the father again, and life started to be good. And so that's how you get faith. you got to return to the father, and that's what salvation is about. That's what it means to be born again. It's a return to the father, and once you return, you start to get rid of all this, this garbage stuff you picked up along the way. When you're out there on your own, you know, lying, stealing, fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, suicidal thoughts, looking for love. You, once you return to the Father and you relax in Him, then all those old habits you picked up 
start to disappear and life just blossom for you. And you just have faith in the father and you can't develop the faith. It develops on its own because you're back with the father. Everything we do is spiritual and there's nothing we can do. But the return to the father, it renews our mind and bring us back to ourselves. We finally become ourselves and we live a life of faith. Never doubting. Never, ever doubting. And so that's what you got to get rid of is the doubt. Faith is not doubting. And so you don't even think about anything else. You don't think, is this going to work out or not? You don't think, what does this person think about me? Or, or how do I look? And how this? None of that is there anymore. You just realize at some point that all those things are gone. Isn't that nice? But it's not going to happen until you can return to the Father. Because God, the Father, is love. He is everything. And we've got to return to him. That makes sense? Any question about that? Yes, sir. It's so interesting to live a life free of doubt. Free of doubt. Get rid of the doubt. You can't do anything about the faith, but you can overcome the doubt. Yes, sir. The problem for the doubter and the man of faith. How about, they both that, have, are you referring to yourself? Yes. Okay. They both have the same problem. And that we is see that? The, problem of what? the man of faith and the doubter both have the same problem. What's that? That is that they don't know something, whatever it is. And so the man of faith responds differently to that lack of knowing then the man of doubt responds to that lack of knowing. Is that right? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, when you don't know Get something, whatever it is, you know. Leave Satan. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Whenever you don't know something, the man of faith doesn't know. The man of doubt doesn't know but something. The man of faith is not concerned about not knowing. Because there's nothing to know. What he needs to know, he know it for that present. He doesn't need to know anything else. It's not even a part of a man. A man uh, with faith is not thinking about what he doesn't know. Because it doesn't seem as though anything is missing. So you say the man of faith comes upon situations where he doesn't know something, but he does know? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? No. It doesn't. Repeat that again. The, the man, man of, of faith, faith comes upon situations where he doesn't know something. In order to move forward. Oh, I got an example. Yesterday, I went, we, you know, we're going to eventually have to move out of here because they're going to tear the building down, make an apartment. So yesterday, I went and looked at a place, and I walked into, a, we saw a couple of buildings. I walked into one, and I'm like, wow, this is it. This is what I want, right? And, but I don't know the whole situation yet, but I'm not caring about that. It's not on my mind or anything. I'm just taking one step at a time. I know I walked on a place that I want. That's all I know. And that's all I'm concerned about at this point. And then I got some more information on the people I can contact. So tomorrow I will contact them. That's it. That's all I need to know about it. I don't need to know ahead of time how it's going to go. Because if I go ahead and worry about how it's going to go, I'm going to go into darkness. I'm going to go into doubt. And plus... Ahead of time doesn't even exist. So now it's fine. I don't need to know anything else. And there's nothing in me that 
like when I had the doubt, it would make me worry about what's going to happen, right? But with faith, it's not, you don't have, there's nothing. That sounds very practical and beautiful. Then, but then why is it that men so much seek prophecy? They want to know what's going to happen ahead of time. Because they're men of doubt. They have no faith. And God even says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Don't worry about yesterday. Yesterday doesn't exist anymore. And so that's an illusion of their father, the devil. And until they always want to know beforehand. It shows a lack of faith. So when the generals back in, let's just say the Old Testament, because they, they dealt with the, you know, the issues of faith and stuff. Right. When the general would seek the prophet, I was just reading some, a story about that. The king would seek a prophet's prophecy, whether or not he should go into battle at all. Right. You know, was he going to win or was he going to lose? Right. And then, depending on the prophet, he could either be lying to him and telling him that, yeah, go ahead, the Lord is with you. And 400 prophets did that to a king. And one prophet said, no, you're going to die, you and all your men. And uh, he, of course, threw him into prison, went off to, to the field of battle and died. And what's your point to that, sir? Um, that, well, it was just what I said earlier about, um, you know, why people want to know ahead of time, why they want the prophecies. Because, you know, the Christian world lives a lot by this, by the prophecies and why they're so important and all this. And you're saying that prophecy is not important. It's that not something that we can live by. It's a prophet is just today can just point the right to way to find what you're looking for. Because inside of all of us now, we have the teacher. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the connection to Jesus and God by way of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would teach us and guide us and warn us. Where in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. I, you, I mean, if I'm going to war right now, I would go and ask a general who's been, you know, it's a spiritual war. What do you think I should do in a physical sense? But I would rely on God to guide me through it now. I don't have to ask some man, what does God want me to do? They didn't have that before. That's that makes right. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Isn't this so good? You know, living by faith is, there are no, I wrote down some things about it. I said, Heaven and paradise is faith living without thinking about living. You don't, you know, you just do. You don't think about it at all. And it's like love. When you have real love, you don't have to think, I love, I, I love this person. Oh, I'm in love, but I have real love. When you have the real love that is not emotional or you're not into your head about it, you can't feel it, taste it, or touch it. You don't think about, I have love, because there's nothing to think about. It's because you have peace. When you have perfect peace, you have no conflict. So what ha will leave you is the conflict. And then what takes the place of the conflict is the perfect peace. And there's no feeling of peace. It's just the absence of conflict. All the stuff you feel and think is coming from being separated from the source that brings you perfect peace. And I think people think that having faith is like having doubt. You got to feel something. You got to, uh, like you were saying, think ahead, but you don't because 
there's nothing to think about. There's literally nothing to, and you don't want to, there's not even a temptation to think about tomorrow. It really isn't. Yes, Brenda. Um, so you, you like for us to come in and tell you when we have what we feel is a dilemma in our life. Right. Something that we question. And um, Ed, Ed presented a story to me this morning that has got my brain running around. <laughs> and the idea is that it really has nothing to do with me. You know, I live in a bubble and my life is a certain way, and I, I have faith. Ed is her husband, for those who don't know who Ed is. Okay, so, so he, tell, he relates to me that in the fashion world, apparently this year, not only did they dress up women in beautiful clothing to show new clothing, they dressed men up in women's clothing and paraded them around on the stage. Right. And that has nothing to do with my faith at all. I don't need to deal with these people. So I finally just said... That's not something I want to spend my time thinking about because it has nothing to do with me. But on a higher level, it feels wrong. And it feels like the world is just getting more and more about um, men being with men and women being with women and men dressing like women and all this stuff that feels so wrong. And yes. yet, it's not my job to judge those people. I am not in judgment of my fellow man. But people want to talk about these things, and they want to say, well, you know, this is all okay. And it doesn't feel right, but I can't really, I can't really defend my beliefs. About, it's like I don't need to go there because it has nothing to do with my life. So <laughs> I choose to, choose to just say, you know, that really doesn't relate to me. But... It seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. Like yes. there are more and more and more people going in that direction. So this is bothering me. Uh, and so, is, and so if I'm hearing you right, it's bothering you that he told you about it, you don't want to hear, or is it bothering you that you see it getting worse? It bothers me that I see that it's a growing issue, oh, and I yeah. can't get... Um, I can't get at peace with it. It's like... I feel like it's wrong, but yet you're supposed to love your fellow man and you're supposed to accept your fellow man. And it's not, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to put those people down. I feel bad for them. I feel like they're confused, but that's not what the world is telling me. The world is telling me that that's all all right. Right. A um, couple of things. The world is of the devil. Satan controls the world. And so they are doing that because he is causing them to bring destruction upon the world and, and hopes to destroy it. It is your concern because you are a Christian. You represent the light. You represent the truth. You represent the power to overcome evil. And so, and to love that, what you see it just simply means don't hate it. Don't have a, a resentment toward it. Don't be angry about it. And then you can see how to deal with it. And that's what they want you to do. They don't want you to, oh, it's not bothering me. It's not my life. So let them do what they want. A lot of the people who are caught up in that, they need a person like you to tell them the truth, but not judge them for it. Because one of the things that we're doing this year, our theme is to know thyself. As you get to know yourself, you see that you can't help yourself, that something else is driving you to do the things you don't want to do. And so they have the same problem. 
And you have a responsibility to point that out to them. And then that's it, because God would do the rest. But you should be concerned about it and you should be involved. But just don't be angry about it. And that's what love is. Love is the ability to see what's wrong, see injustice and deal with injustice. But don't be angry about injustice, because if you become angry about it, it will take you over. You'll find yourself becoming attracted to it and find yourself doing it, too. And so just don't be angry about what you see. I saw those guys who we were going to talk about on the radio show. They were dressed in, in, in drag. And um, um, what they're trying to do is destroy men, the children of the lie, because men represent God. They are the Christ on the earth. And so, and so the evil that's working through them know that, even if the person doesn't understand what's working through them and why they hate men so much or whatever, even the spirit that's inside of them understands that. So the man represents Christ. And if they can destroy the man, they can destroy the women and children. It's going to be easy to take them out. And so they're doing everything they can do to degrade men. The worst thing you can do to a man is to turn him into a female. And evil understands that because you weaken that man. He no longer has the authority of God working through him. So that's why they're doing that to men. And men don't understand. Even in the homes when the mothers destroy their sons, the mothers are destroying the sons because she hates the father. She hated the man. She, she hated her father. Her mother turned him away, turned her away from her father. So she hated all men. And so even if they don't want to do it, that spirit of anger is making them do it to their own children, not understanding the depths of what's going on. So you have a responsibility to tell the truth to that, but just don't be angry at the person because they don't know. They can't help it. That makes sense? It does make sense. Thank yeah. And so love is just not being angry. You can see what's wrong, but don't hate what's wrong. Then you can deal with it properly. All right. Thank you. Isn't that good? It's good to know that, right? Yes. Yeah. And so it does affect you. Believe me, it will. It just seemed to be far away from you. But they have taken God out there, out of the school, out of the public square. Now we have a bunch of crazy people running around. Because if God is not in your life, you could be alive, but what the purpose of being alive without, a God, without God in your life? You don't really have a solid foundation to live on. You're walking dead. So tell the truth, just don't hate. All right? Yes, sir. Um, if you're still trying to overcome, how do you will yourself to not be angry or mad about it? and try to be something positive for that certain situation that she's talking about? That's a good question. First of all, don't try to overcome. You never will. Right. All right? right. So if you don't try to overcome but just watch the conflict, the war that's going on within you, watching it will cause you to overcome. Don't put any of your effort, your will into it at all. You become the observer of what's going on, and you will see, and then God will do the rest. So in, in that situation that she's saying, she's seen it, and it, it could be natural to, in a fallen state, it could be natural to want to react to it and get mad about it. But how do you center oh. yourself so that you can go about it the right way and be oh, that's right. a representation? If you're not a person who is seeking first the kingdom of God in his right way, you're not going to be able to do it. It'll take you over and wipe you out. And then you'll be marching with him too in a dress. 
But, but if you're seeking first the kingdom of God in his right way, then he will show you how even if even if you have not completely overcome the anger, but you will see it. But you also know that you're angry about it. And you will still relax no, and speak the truth to it. Right, right. You won't try to run away from it because when you're seeking God, you're always going toward the pain and not away from it. You're going toward the war, the war that's happening inside of you and not away from it. And that's what causes you to stand up. Right. You're facing your sins. Okay. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Let me take an online one. Kenny, Kenny says, I have anger. Is it for sure that if you forgive your parents, you will lose that anger? <laughs> yes. Because you're never going to, ever, 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 but never. You can hang it up, send it home. You're never going to be able to return to the Father and love him, God, with all your heart, soul, and might, as long as you have anger toward your parents. you got to forgive them. They couldn't help themselves. That doesn't mean you have to let them control you. It doesn't mean that they should be following you wherever you go. Just don't hate them. Just don't, you know, forgive them so you can overcome them and become you. We're not supposed to be like our parents. We're supposed to be ourselves. And, and then the values that they sat, if they were good values, we, you know, we can live by some of those. But if you become yourself, you're going to return to the true values anyway. You're not yourself. And uh, unless you forgive your parents, you can never love God. How can you love God who you've never seen but hate your parents? It's just not logical. So you got to forgive your parents, especially, especially the father, but the mother, too. And the reason I say especially the father for men and women, if you don't love your earthly father, you're never going to love your creator father. It's just not going to happen. You can pray. You can go to church. You can read the Bible two or three times a year. You can lift up holy hands. You can give tithes and offering. You can feed the hunger. You can go downtown on Skid Row. But if you don't love your earthly father, you're never going to love God. You can pretend and try to get around it, all kind of stuff. You're still not going to have peace. It's just not going to happen. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven within, you must forgive. They couldn't help it. And then you, he'll return you back to your, to your father. You become yourself. And through your earthly father, you can go to God. It's amazing. And, it, and, and then life is just living. It's so simple. It's so easy that your mind can't even comprehend it. Your mind cannot comprehend living. <coughs> living is not a struggle. We are a living being. And so we're supposed to just live. Really. And have peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had... Um Last week, you got a question about being born again. Right. And you talked about forgiving parents. And this person online commented, I think the things you say to people are very helpful, Jesse. But being born again, isn't that a matter of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior? After you get saved, God cleans you up, helps you to do the right things, helps you to forgive your father and mother, etc., right? I mean, being a born That's again. That's a leading question when you say, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being born again isn't first and foremost about forgiving your earthly father and mother. So what? That's it. The last part? 
being born again isn't first and foremost about forgiving your father and mother. This person thinks, says it's a matter of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is no one walking this earth, neither male or female, who have just accepted Jesus and were born again. Think about it. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. It didn't say, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must accept Jesus. It said forgive, and the reason for that is because unforgiving spirit is the nature of your father, the devil. You are sons and daughters of him, and you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven with that hell in you. And so when you can admit that you have this anger in you, which is the nature of Satan, in that moment, and I mean, I don't like me admitting with your mind, because I can hear a lot of people admitting it right now, their mind, that's not going to work. When you can see it in your heart that you have this anger and just know that it's wrong and forgive in that moment, you can enter in. He'll draw you in. And, and then you can accept Jesus. You'll see what Jesus, as your brother, you will see what he's done for you, how important he is and how that he made it possible. But until you forgive, you're not going to have those experiences. You've got to forgive. No angry person is going to get in. It's just because it's of the devil. Yes, ma'am. And then I, oh, okay. And then I'll take you first. Um, as it relates to forgiveness for your parents. Yes. Say you're in a situation where um, you've attempted that process and you're met with, like, I don't, I guess you would call it rejection or right. they're not willing to really um, dive in that conversation with you yes. because it, sometimes I think it may just be a little too much for them or they're just not ready for it at that time. So what would you recommend in that situation where, where you have, you know, you're just not able, or I guess you don't know how to approach the situation. Beautiful question. The blessing about this whole forgiveness thing is that you don't need them to apologize. You don't need them to admit that they have done anything to you at all. You need to forgive them because it's that anger that's holding you back from entering into the kingdom of heaven and having a life. And so God has it set up where even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive me as I forgive others. So when you go to your parents and say, you know what, daddy or a mother, I've been resenting you all your life, all of my life because you were controlling, you were dominating you know, one guy called my show and said his mother would never, oh, he always wanted his mother approval, right? And so whenever he went to try to get it, he was like, mother, you never given me an approval. So she would start screaming and yelling, what do you want? I've done what I can do. And so he walked away with the anger. But God has it set up for you to realize that just as you can't help yourself, there's bad things you do. You couldn't help it. Something else is driving you to do it, right? And likewise, your parents couldn't help themselves. And so you go to them and say, Mother or Father, I've been resenting you. I realize I'm wrong, and I'm sorry for that. Because anger is judgment, and when you judge, you're playing God, and when you play God, you're separated from the true God to become your own God. So you don't need that from them. You just go and apologize. And don't ask. Do not ask. Do not 
never, 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 ever, 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 ever ask them to forgive you. Do not, because the moment you ask them to forgive you, they take control of your life. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be trying to prove yourself the rest of your life. So God got it set up as you forgive them. I'm sorry for hating you. Then he will forgive you. Then you go free. So, that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it well, does. And, well, I, and it's, I get, for me now, it's, it's refreshing to hear that because the reaction I'm having is because um, with what you explained to me, it's never been explained in that way. Yes. And it's so, you know, because when I, when I heard your message on that before, I guess my ears weren't ready, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> And um, the best way I can describe it is, I guess, your heart just, something's blocking your heart from yeah. being able to see and see what the truth really is. You yes. Know? And um, in that situation, I was trying to rectify something. But in doing it, I was being very judgmental. Yes. And pointing out every single thing that was negative and how it affected me and all that kind of stuff. It was a very um, selfish argument now yes. reflecting back on it, you know. And that wasn't right. Um, so, like I said, just the way that you go about the solution, I've never heard that. And like I said, when I wasn't ready, it was like, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. But the more I listen to it and reflect back, you know, where I know thinking in the past can really affect you, too. But it's like you, sometimes I feel like you have to reflect to really. Yeah, you could reflect, but yeah. don't think on it. Mm-hmm. Reflection is good. Especially when you're trying to realize things. Mm-hmm. But just reflect on it and let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't think on it. I got you. So don't let it, don't let it really live in the right. present that long. That's just right. observe it and kind of, okay. Move right. on. And that's the thing I, I was struggling with. And like I said, I, I just feel like my heart isn't in the place right now where I'm willing to accept that. So you got it now, right? Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> beautiful. And it's, even though I feel like that, it's like... Or I guess I'm going to say I, I, I know it. It's like that doubt still kicks in because I think on it. Right. I think on whether or not I'm, I'm, I've reached the answer. And your so. thoughts are not your own. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are the, are the thoughts of the deceiver. Mm-hmm. We don't have our own thoughts. We don't create thoughts. Mm-hmm. And prideful people like to believe that they are creators of thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're so stupid. So I say to the prideful people, okay. Do you ever have bad thoughts? Yes. So if you're the creator of your own thoughts, would you ever create bad thoughts for yourself? You know, would you ever think, you know what, I'm going to commit suicide today. Pop a few pills and kill myself. You will always think, I'm going to live and live and live and have a good time. All thoughts would be good if you were the creator of them. But in that fallen state, the prideful state, people believe they create their own thoughts. They don't know that they're listening to the father, their father, the devil, and that God's voice is a quiet, is a voiceless voice, is revelation. Just like you can see my point now, mm-hmm. that's the revelation that's being revealed to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not revealing that. Right, right. The father that's in you mm-hmm. is revealing that to you. And that's what I'm trying to really learn and understand and, you know, because I, I want it to be more than just a little glimmer. That's right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I don't want to, I just don't want to keep soaking in and like absorbing all of the, 
negativity anymore. You're on your way. And that little glimmer that you have, it's like yeah. the light way down the road. Yeah. And when you go and forgive, then that light can come and become one with you. Mm. It's one with, that's the only thing that's holding you back. You got to go and forgive. And forgiveness is, I'm sorry for being angry at you. I'm sorry for hating you. I realize you were wrong for what you've done to me. And I was a kid. I had to take it. But I'm wrong for being angry. That's why your spirit is still in pain. Because if you notice when people affect you, the body heals. But the pain, the memory and the pain is still there because the spirit has not healed. And that's where the pain is coming from. And so once you forgive, then the spirit will heal and you'll be free. So will you do it now? <laughs> and see, that, what just happened? Like, I wanted to say yes, but something's like, say no. Because right. you're buying more time. Just say no. Right. And I, oh my gosh, it's so crazy because now I can see it. And right I can on. recognize it. I can now see. <laughs> so I'm working on the being able to fight it. Like, right now, I was afraid to say yes. Like, every time I hear you say, forgive your parents, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I thought I did that already. <laughs> but it was for something else. And it's like, it's not really the the, the foundation. Real it's not. Yeah. It's not really what's in me, that the spirit that's broken that you're talking about. That's right. It's like I can recognize when it's that and when it's not. That's and right. I love your language now. I can recognize. <laughs> right. I can see it. And in that moment you said that, I can see this thought telling me, don't say yes. You know, all that crap. You can now see. Yeah. So you're on your way. You just got to do it. And you're going to shake in your boots. That's how it feels. Like when you said it, I felt anxiety. Yes. Every, every time I hear you say it, I'm like, dude, nah. <laughs> no. Can you imagine that you're afraid to go and deal with your mama? And that's the you're... one person I shouldn't be. Right. That's I the one. You... She had you. Mm -hmm. That should be like a, the easiest thing in the world to go say, mama, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and mama would say, you know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. You know, you would be able to just do that. But mama is like Hitler. You need everybody to go with you, you know? This guy called my show, and he said, Jesse, I went and forgave my mother, but it was, what words did he use? God, it was like going to God himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like going to God himself to do it. Because mama is Hitler. But she doesn't mean to be in most cases. But what it is, the anger that you have, is the, the offspring of anger is fear. It's doubt. You're afraid of who you hate. You know how men are afraid of women? Absolutely afraid of women. They would rather jump in the ocean and drown than to stand up to a woman. And it's because they're afraid of their mothers. And every woman they get involved with is mama. That's why he become a little boy. Because you cannot get away from the spirit that you hate until you overcome it, until you forgive. Then you will be naturally attracted to a different kind of a woman, and in a woman's case, a different kind of a man. Because women tell me a lot, I feel like my boyfriend is my girlfriend. It's like I'm dating my mama. <laughs> because he's attracted to the same spirit, and that mama spirit is in the boy too. And so, but when you forgive, God's going to take that away from you, give you back you, and then you are not attracted to that anymore. So you ought to shake in your boots and don't plan what you're going to say. Just know you're going to apologize, right? And so don't have a list of, I remember one time you fought me for nothing. I remember one time you wouldn't, you wouldn't give me dinner. 
I remember one time you went to church and left me and I wasn't dressed yet. And she's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not the way to do it. You just go and forgive because you realize it's wrong, it's bad for you to hate her. And then God will free you up. It's so interesting, too, in that you said, you've never heard it put this way, right? But when we pray, we say in the Lord's Prayer, forgive me as I forgive others. It's nowhere in the Bible or in the prayer it says, forgive me as others forgive me. You notice that? And nowhere in the Bible where it says, go to the person and ask them to forgive you. It says, go and forgive them. And the reason he has it set up like that, because he knows that that ego in the person that you're forgiven will not forgive you. It'll try to control you. So he has it set up perfectly. Isn't that nice? It's very nice. Is this your first time here? It is. What's your name? My name's Ashley. And Ashley, how did you hear about us? How did you find us? On YouTube. Oh, right on for YouTube. You guys are spreading like wildfire. Everybody and their mom on YouTube. It's true. It's true. That's great. How old are you? Um, Oh, gosh. I'm like, wait, how old am I? I just had a birthday, so, yeah. Uh, Um, But I'm 33. Wow, you seem younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) like, thank you, I think. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. But go and deal with your parents, your mother or your father, Bo. And, and don't argue with them. Let's say you go to the mama because the mother's hard. She doesn't want to hear it. And then let's say that she said, thank you, Jordan. I'm sorry. Or, no, I didn't do it. Or if she fall out and die, you just find the insurance paper and go have a little cheap funeral and take the rest of that money to buy a house or some rental property or something. Well, I, yeah, I like the buy the rental property yeah, thing. Yeah, buy the That's rental good. property. <laughs> Do not have an expensive funeral. Mm-hmm. All right? Because mama like to have white doves. <laughs> she want a long horse pulling the casket. Yeah. She want everybody to boo and play uh, how I got over. That costs too much money. And she want everybody to have on white gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. I did a funeral for a good friend, and I had to take care of the whole thing. I did not know how the funeral people seduce you to buy all that stuff. So the, the funeral lady brought out this big, thick book. I'm sitting there, and she's like, what kind of funeral do you want? And she showed me all these beautiful things for a funeral. I'm like, and then they cost 2000 3000 5000 I'm like, uh-uh, wait. I want a cheaper funeral. Don't you have a box? Can I just buy a box from you? Uh, and so she went way back and showed me the cheaper funeral. It was like almost $1,000, maybe 2000 I forgot. But it was much cheaper because they were trying to sell me gloves and flowers and gold caskets. I'm like, this boy ain't even worth all that. I ain't doing that. And I was so glad because I learned from that. They kept the cheap book away from me and gave me the expensive book. And one of them told me, um, he said, had you been a woman, we would have been able to sell all that stuff to you. Isn't that something? So he knew what they were doing. I said, well, too bad for ladies. Ain't no way I'm, just imagine spending all that money on a funeral and the person dead, now the stuff is in the ground rotting and you don't have any money. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No wonder Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Okay. 
So you're back today, right? Yeah. How did everything go this week? I got a call from my dad just right now. So, wow. Yeah, thank God for that. Get my bring me some water. My mouth is dry. You got a call from your father? Yeah, I did. And no. so what happened? Well, I didn't have time to talk to him. Oh, okay. So but I didn't, he ha- I didn't have time to talk to him, but I did say, hey, thank you for calling me, but I will call you right. I'll call you back today. You're off today, right? He's like, yeah. Right on. Today, so. See how things are opening up already? Mm-hmm. And did you deal with your girlfriend? No, she's not. Oh, that's your girlfriend? This is a mean one? <laughs> You're the mean one. No. So, so did you, and I'll come to you in a minute, girlfriend. Um, so have you dealt with your girlfriend? Now he's scared. Pick up the mic. Don't look like a little boy. Yeah, you're right. He you're like right. doing this. So put it out there. He was like this. So I said, did you deal with your girlfriend? Uh, I'll say so this. So what happened? I'll say this. She picked me up from work. She did. And I forgave her. And what did you say? I said, I forgive you. Well, what? Because I know I did you wrong. What? I know I did, I did her wrong. You forgive her because you know you did her wrong? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, you, about you got a black girlfriend? Yeah. And you're Hispanic? Yeah. Lord. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So she picked me up from work, and you know, we were just talking. And this whole week, I was just reflecting on all the wrong things that I did. Know. And and maybe this is the wrong, maybe I'm doing this wrong, but I have to forgive myself for doing those things because yes. not only that, but if I think about them too much, and I know I did wrong, but if I keep thinking about them, I only put myself down. Yes, that's right. You're judging yourself, and it's the same as judging your fellow man. Yeah. The results are the same. And here's the thing. Not just with, it's not just with my girlfriend, but... Billy, something wrong? That's something wrong with the mic. Something wrong with the mic? Oh. Is it on? Yeah, yeah, it's on. Oh, okay, okay. Keep it about, like, six inches from your... Right, right there. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. All right, go ahead. So, here's a... So Let me know if it's still a problem, Bill. So, the one thing I noticed about not just my situation, but from the whole world is that... You know, people will do good things, but they will mostly, but when they do bad things, everybody everybody is like, oh, my God, he did this yep. or she did this He's bad. very judgmental. Yeah. And yep. the thing is that it's always going to be there, but you can't let it put you down. What's always going to be there? The bad thing. The, you know, with me, the bad things that I did. No, they're not. Believe me. Once you forgive and God forgive you, he draw you in, it's going to be as... I would tell it's going to be as no, you never done anything wrong. If, I would tell a friend of mine last night, I'm like, you know what? I can hardly remember the way I was before. And to me, that's amazing because the memories were always there with the bad things I got, did. And they reminded me and making me judge myself and just go to hell. Right. But now I can hardly remember how I was before. And it's so amazing. So that's going to happen to you, too. They're not going to always be there. That's not the God that you're going to. He's not a judgmental God. 
you're being lied to right now. That's not true at all. I guess that was just me telling myself that. Yeah, it was your father, the devil, telling you that. Mm. All right? Yeah. You got to stop listening to him. And so what did your girlfriend say when you said, I forgive you? So you were forgiving her for being angry at you for doing wrong? That's what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Well, you okay, I got you. And yeah. so how are you feeling today about everything? About everything? Yeah. Just listening to you saying that, don't worry about... Don't worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. I, I'm i just sitting here going, because oh, I'm just sitting here relaxed. Yes. A little bit nervous right now. You know, yeah, that's fine. But, um, but just relaxed. Yes, Because God's going to take care of it all. He really yeah. will. And then he's not going to take care of it the way you think he's going to take care of it. Right. Because Satan can't understand the mind of God. No one can. You just see. It'll just work out. So don't have any idea what he's going to take care of it means. Because that's another church saying, oh, the Lord going to take care of it, right? And then you have an idea how he's going to take care of it, which is all evil, all lies. You don't know, but he will take care of you. Um, so, can she have the mic? I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're here to defend yourself. <laughs> and so, uh, you guys have been dating for how long? For almost five years. Five years. And what is it that cause you to stay with him for five years? Just hope and faith. Hope and faith in what? Mm -hmm. Just to make him a better person. To make him a better person? Mm -hmm. That you're going to, you hope, hope and faith make him better or you make him better? It's kind of like being a role model to him. I want him to see the bright side of life. Right. Instead of dwelling on his past and his mistakes. Mm. And we're almost there. You're almost there? Almost. Um, so you want to make him better, and that's why you're with him. Yes. Why do you think you can make him better? I can make him better just with my personalities and my beliefs. But and the positive side. is he is he angry at you for being mean and controlling and dominating? I wouldn't say mean and controlling and dominating. What, what just you more it? responsible. You call her responsible. So you think being responsible is what's ticking him off? I don't know. You don't know? What do you mean, taking him So off? you're trying to make him be responsible, right? And so the way you're treating him, you don't see it as being mean and controlling and dominating. You see it as trying to make him be responsible, right? What do you mean, mean and controlling? I'm not... Trying to tell him what to do, how to do, when to do it, if to do it, what, where to do it, and to do, do, do it. <laughs> I just want him to live his life instead of slacking off right. if he with all his goals he wants to accomplish I want him to trust in God and just do it right. instead of becoming fearful and thinking of his past coming back up and destroying that and like I have told him don't think about tomorrow God's going to take care of it don't predict what's going to happen tomorrow just do your part today and finish out the rest of the day um, and so it hasn't happened completely right in five years I would say the first two years was great. Well, they always, the romance that, period is always great. Mm -hmm. But once the romance leaves, that's when reality sets in. Set exactly. In. Let, me, let me tell you this. There is no way on hell or earth or heaven that you can make him better. I don't know. It's, it, I know a lot of people, a lot of women especially, think I can make him better. I'm going to get this poor excuse of a man and I'm going to make him better. 
right? You can't. You're not God. All the thing you're going to do is make him turn him into a boy and make him, make him hate you in the same manner that he hated his mother. You can I can't make him better. You can't. Only God can when he realized he needed to get over that weakness. Only God can do it. And then living with him in the wrong way or having the wrong type of relationship, but I don't want to get into all that, but having the wrong type of relationship with him is only making him worse and not making him better. He has to, he has to have self-control. He has to be mindful of what is right so that he can change. You cannot do that. You're wasting your time. What do you think about that? I agree. Because all he, only thing a weak man would do with a woman that tried to make him better is frustrate her. Because he's going to start being resentful toward you for trying to make him better. Because he's becoming a little boy to you. That makes sense? It makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. And so you're not God. Don't ever believe you can make another person better. You can't. No words you can say, nothing you can do can make him better. Your responsibility is you are a Christian and you love God to live upright and be the light that he can look at. And maybe one day he'll overcome. If not, you can walk away from it. But you got to be doing right and be right. That makes sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you. Women, you can't make a man better. That's so crazy. I don't even, like some things, like when I was crazy, and I used to be like the worst of the worst, some of my craziness, I knew it didn't make sense. You know, like, this doesn't make sense. I can't help it, but it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you got to know that you can't make another human being better. It's a spiritual thing. He is a spirit. And you can't make a spiritual thing better. You just have to be an example. All right. Did you forgive your mother? My mother? Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there was nothing to forgive her. I always loved my parents. You always what? I always loved my parents. I you like being like mother. your mother? I'm sorry? Do you like being like your mother and not yourself? No. You um, don't have any traits of your mother? A little bit. And is one of them, the mother, always trying to make people to be the way she wants them to be? That's one of her traits, yes. I'm sorry? That's one of her traits, yes. And it, did you notice that it didn't work when she tried it on you? Yes. And so, have you wondered, uh, now, how did I become like my mother? I didn't like it when she tried to make me be something I didn't want to be. And now I'm doing it to my boyfriend. I didn't like it. How did I become this way? And of course my boyfriend is not going to like this. Have you ever thought about that? I have. And then what you come up with? It's the difference between me and my mother. I'm the more, I would say, more inspiring way. A little way. louder for me? More inspiring. Oh, your mother more... thinks she's inspiring too. Ask your father. <laughs> he won't tell you the same. <laughs> you need to forgive your mother for doing that to you. The reason you took on those things, because you resent her. You're angry at her, and you became angry as a kid because she imposed her will on you, just as you imposing your will on him. And you need to forgive her so God can take her spirit away from you, so you can be you. And the real you would never impose on another person. You'll give them the faith to be whatever they want to be and have no opinion about it. So you got to go and, and face her 
and forgive her so you can become yourself. You're never going to be happy trying to change a man. That man will forever resent you. That makes sense? It makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. And will you go and forgive her? Yes. Okay. And you understand now how to do it? And she says, I'm sorry for being angry at you. You, you know, you were controlling. You, I become like you. I'm doing it to my boyfriend. I'm just like you. And I hated that when you did it to me. I realize now, just like you can't help yourself but do it to him, she couldn't help herself. So just, I realize you couldn't help yourself, and I'm sorry for holding that against you. And then God will forgive you, and things will change just like that. Will you try that? Yes. Are you afraid to face her? No, not at all. You're not afraid to say, I'm sorry for being angry at you? No, I always apologize when we argue, or if anything. No, that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's not the same thing, though. You're going to forgive her so you can go free. You can return to the Father. Are you close to your Father? Yes, very close. Um, How come he didn't stand between you and your mother so she couldn't do that to you? Why he didn't protect you from her? It's... He has. That's why I have more of his personality and his ways of life. Yeah. Rather than hers. Yeah. Hers well, is more controlling, like puppet controlling. Yeah. My type of controlling is to for better. It's not like I'm saying, hey, jump right now. It's more of doing it the right way. Yes. Which is the positive way. Right. I, I can tell you have good intention. I, 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 I can see you mean well, but you're not going to be able to be good to him with the spirit of your mother inside of you. Because you're doing the same thing, and, you, and he's going to resent you for it, and you're going to make him, and then he'll start controlling everybody, telling mm-hmm. them how they be. All right? All right. Let me know how it goes with your mother. And I if will. you need me, I'll come and help you. And I bet you she's a Christian, right? She is. The worst kind. <laughs> All in the name of Jesus. But forgive her. She literally can't help it. All right? And, All right. and leave him alone. Meaning, stop telling him what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to go, what to do. Stop being a mama. All right? I will. Okay. So don't say anything. Put tape around your mouth. Because the devil is going to try to make you say something. He's going to be trying to hold back. No. Say it. No. Say it. And then you'll say it and all hell will start over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let him grow up. He need to, be, he need to grow up. And you can't make him grow up. And believe me, I can tell he's on his way. Because he's so honest about himself. He wants to get better. So he knows there's a problem. He wants to get better. He's going to be fine. But I want you to stay out of that. All right? Okay. Thank you. All right. Anything I've said to you that you disagree with? Nothing at all. So you're not going to curse me out? <laughs> I can't type. believe that man telling me. My mother. And what did you tell him last Sunday? You talking about me? I'm never going back to that church. No, he didn't talk about you badly. Mm-hmm. But he said enough for me to know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but let him go, all right? Let him go. Well, Don't do that. And just be, be the right kind of Work on your own life. And if God has planned for you guys to be together, it'll happen naturally. You won't have to give up anything. All right? Okay. I'm glad you came. I work every Sunday, so it's been hard. Right. Well, I'm glad you made it today. All right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're like totally out of time, huh? Amazing. We're like totally out of time. 
Uh, let me just say, thank you for tuning in. I highly recommend you do the silent prayer. I have a silent prayer on, the, on my, on my uh, website there, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Do it, download it, and do it. And if you do that hooping and hollering prayer and stuff like that, keep hooping and hollering. Do that first, and then sit still and know God. And then you'll see which way to go, all right? Uh, we need your support. We absolutely need your support. We need your donations, all right? Uh, we, we do counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You might need two sessions, but one most of the time works. All right. So thank you for tuning in. And thank you all for coming today. I, I absolutely appreciate it.